I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel when I was in some of my darkest moments, forcing me to shed the version of myself that could not go where I was going. No matter how successful I was, I was numb. The version of myself that I have found, I would not have found her without the ugly invitation into the most intimate, deepest relationship with myself. And this concept means so many things to me beyond financially wealthy. Rich in community, rich in connection, rich in network, rich in health, rich in family, rich in opportunity. Welcome to the transition. Welcome to the new podcast. Welcome to the new concept. And welcome to my new life, rich in real life. Welcome to Rich in Real Life. I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far, the new concept, my new life. And you are now listening to your first ever Feature Friday. This is something we do once a month where we showcase an episode that I'm featured on as a guest when I get to have cool conversations typically with other hosts or our Insta podcast host uh, inside my agency. And this is our first Feature Friday with Inner Glow Circles podcast called Six Figure Certified Coach. Now I'm not a coach, um, but I am their podcast producer and it is an incredibly awesome concept because they train and educate and certify coaches growing their business to six figures. And so I got to be a guest And something that we talked about a lot on this episode was the constant evolution and just saying yes to providing solutions to people's problems and how that evolved always from me feeling like an entrepreneur by accident to just saying yes and getting me to this place now. Um, So it is really a full circle moment of my entire story and realizing that when I set out on a journey to have my own show, my podcast be top rated, I did everything in my power to do the research, to do the work, to really figure out what that special thing was gonna be. And for it to take four years for my show to go viral, but before that and during that time, I've had almost 20 plus shows go viral. So the skills that I used, that I thought I was using for myself, I got the chance to use for other people. And so this is truly a story of becoming an entrepreneur by accident. So so I hope you guys enjoy this one. I hope you guys enjoy listening in to Inner Glow Circles, Six Figure Certified Coach. And wherever you are in this world, I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this one. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our next episode of Six Figure Certified Coach. We have our lovely guest here, Jessica Hurley. She is the founder of Insta Podcast and the co-founder of Innovative Income. And we are going to get her to talk it out. We are. And she is the the brains and the beauty behind this podcast, really. Yeah, we've been working with Jess for almost since the a year beginning. Now. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Thank you, thanks thank you, ladies, for having us. me. Thanks for agreeing to join. <laughs> You're nothing in comparison to some some of the <laughs> the other incredible shows that I work with. Oh. <laughs> okay, so this season is all about telling the real stories. Like so often, and I think I was one of these people who used to look at other people, other women in particular, and say, God, they're so lucky. Like, I can't believe they found what they're meant to be doing with their lives. How come I can't hack it? And not that, like, everything's a mess behind the scenes, but 
we know each other's real stories. Right. And you're so honest and authentic about your story, but even Often so, too much. <laughs> but even so, I know that people look at you and are like, how does she have it so good? Yeah. Right. And so we know you've worked really hard to have it so good and that it's not always so good every single day and that it's constantly work. But we want you to share with us and share with our audience a little bit more about the real behind the scenes and what it's taken for you to get to your after story. Like we're so curious about the before. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you exactly where I could start with this because there's so much and we don't have three hours. Um, well, <laughs> I would say I am not like everyone else to me in my eyes. And, you know, there's all these incredible stories about entrepreneurs online. And they say, like, I've been doing this since I was 12. I've, mm -hmm. I've had this mindset. Yeah. I've I sold lemonade. I sold jewelry. I made T-shirts. Power to you because that was never me. I always felt like I was an entrepreneur by accident. Okay. Like I always felt like God's vision was bigger than anything that I could ever conceptualize. Mm -hmm. So like when I had my small ass ideas, excuse my language, um, God was knocking me over the head and he was like bigger. And I was like, oh, I, I can't see it. I don't believe it. And then I would do my thing and something in my life would happen. Like you said before, an explosion. Yeah. And I would be like, is this failure or is this a sign? And every time I was willing to take the other path, it led me to something way bigger than anything that I could conceptualize. And I, I, I just tell people all the time, I'm an entrepreneur by accident because I'm an Aries and I'm freaking hardheaded. And so God's like, okay, I'm going to drag you down this path. And when you can open your eyes to what I have for you, which is bigger than anything, because I really feel like your dreams or your visions or your previews, they're things that, that are mm -hmm. already yours. You yep. just, you have to be willing to lean into them and believe in the vision, the preview, yourself even larger, yeah. and then fully step into it not knowing where you're going. You're speaking about trust. Thank you. Um, right. I don't trust myself to choose a relationship, so it's Me damn neither. sure hard to trust myself. We gotta myself. work on another time. <laughs> but I'm, I'm with you. It's like you you are constantly pulled and constantly pulled. And that's what we talk about all the time. It's like your vision is not going anywhere, even if it seems unclear or confusing or out of nowhere or like what the hell is actually going on. We have mugs it's still that say keep... your vision is proof that it's possibility. Yeah, your vision is confirmation of yeah. possibility. And I think sometimes we don't see the whole vision. Maybe we feel parts of it, right? Like, wow, I really liked the feeling of doing that. I know your story of starting Insta Podcast was like, that was actually easy for me, like yeah. to, you know, do the initial setup of someone else's podcast. And it was enjoyable. I can't believe I got paid for that. And it's mm -hmm. like, you might not have seen the whole company at all, but you were getting signs about what felt good and what resonated with people and also what makes you money, which I think often people don't believe at the root of things that you can actually make money doing what you love. Oh my God. I remember the day. So the, the idea was, again, I was not sitting somewhere with my podcast because my podcast was the first thing I started. Right. I was not sitting somewhere like, oh, I want to turn my podcast into an agency one day. Completely utterly by accident. But I do remember having the podcast. I had started coaching one-on-one -on -one because I was like, how do I turn this into a thing? I was mm -hmm. truly enjoying my podcasting mm -hmm. journey, which was started four and a half years ago. And I'm like, how do I turn this into a business? And I remember sitting next to my coworker at my corporate job and saying like, I think I'm at a place I could quit my job. And she was like, how much money are you making as a coach? And I was like, um, I think last month I made like $900. And she was like, <laughs> and I was like, but but I had the mindset of like, well, if I could just get the job out of the way, I could take more right, calls. If right. I could take more calls and I took this many, you know, I did the math. Yeah. And she was like, 
No one is going to pay you. Like people don't make money immediately when they start a podcast. So no one is going to pay you to start a podcast. And I and I let that resonate. And that kept me at my job for nine more months. Mm. When I tell you we're grossing multi six figures off of a podcast production agency and video agency, like, and I I I extended that vision nine months because I let someone who now and love her to death um, calls me and is like, when are you hiring me? Mm. And it's like, but I, I I ate that. Like there's everything. You're not given these visions that were are not already created for you. Right. And I do think that we have to sometimes be careful who we talk to about things 1, because we always say that like people are like, I'm afraid to tell so-and-so in my life that I'm starting this business. And, it's, you know, some people are like, then just don't. be honest. We're like, don't then. <laughs> then don't. don't. Like literally don't. I literally am don't. always saying like, you, like, you, cannot, t- you cannot get directions from someone who hasn't been where right. you want to go. Like and they you don't can- have the, they don't have the directions. Like right. Waze isn't working. Like yeah. It, yeah. it's not, right? So what, you know, and, and it's innocent and it's naive in the beginning. We just like are talking about what we're excited about to whoever will listen. But I actually do believe in like keeping a lot of those desires like close to our heart and right. being really cautious. Or taking of them share. to places where they can bloom and, and grow, right? Taking the conversations, taking the ideas into communities right. or spaces or others that will build you up and not, you know, break you down. And obviously I'm sure that wasn't their intention. I think a lot of people in our lives who are like, mm, that's risky. I don't know if you should do that. Their right. intention isn't to hurt you. It's to protect you. Right. But in protecting you, they're also holding sometimes you holding you back. Yeah. Well, they're projecting. And how naive yeah. of us to think that someone outside of us would ever be more excited than us for the vision that we were giving for us. Right. Like, I'm giving you my idea and expecting you to be as excited or more excited yeah, than me. Yeah, that's interesting. That's mine. That's your baby. It's like my child's the cutest. Everyone's like, eh, it's cute, it is, but mine's cuter. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, I have a question. Yes. So you say like, I kept having these visions and then God kept saying, go bigger. Mm-hmm. Can you break that down for us? Like, what does that mean? Like, what did that look like for God to be saying to you, like, go bigger? Like, how did you get that message from God? A thousand percent. Um, okay, so the, the first, uh, this actually happens, it feels like on the daily, but... <laughs> <laughs> the the first time was um man there's so many of these the first time was i had started my podcast i had my son um prematurely like they call him a micro they called him at the time a micro preemie so i had him three and a half months early when mm. i was just five and a half months pregnant he was a pound and 12 ounces and then he lost oh weight God. the first couple of weeks so he was a pound six ounces oh my God. and so i remember them like them not being clear on telling me how bad it was until i picked up a book and it like gave me the percentage rate of like if they're born at a certain week and under this certain weight the likelihood that they would survive was this yeah. and i was like oh we're there yeah like this is we're bad. in this worst case scenario worst case scenario yeah. And I just remember sitting in the NICU every single afternoon. I went back to my corporate job at the time because I was like, when this, if and when this kid comes home, I want to be home. So I'm, I literally had a baby. I had a baby and I was back at work a week later. And so I'm at work and I'm like going to work every day. I literally gained 30 pounds of this process because I'm going to the NICU every day getting fast food on the way. Cause I'm like, I don't care. Just make this baby live. Yeah. And I just remember sitting there and praying and I was like, okay, God, you're clearly trying to reveal yourself to me through this process. If you let me take this baby home, I promise you I'll do two things. I'll spend the rest of my life proving to him why he was so resilient and I'll never live my life the same again. Mm. So I will live life out loud because the, the mundane, lack, lackadaisical, 
uh, watered down life I've been living thus far is not fully me. And I can feel it being birthed in this moment. Yeah. Bring him home to me and I'll never stop doing the thing. Yeah. And literally we got the phone call that he was coming home. Um, he came home three, three months later. It was almost three months. It was 82 days. And we brought him home. He was only six pounds when he came home. Mm -hmm. So that's like a newborn baby. And like yeah. three months in the yeah. NICU, six pounds. And he gets home. And within a month, I was like, God, I made you a promise. What do you want me to do? And one day I was watching um, YouTube on my, uh, I'm literally holding him. I'm watching YouTube on the television. And I start watching TEDx's. I become obsessed mm, with watching TED yeah. Talks. And my partner at the time walks by and I'm like, what if I like tried to do one of these one day? And he was, you know, men and their logical brain. And they're like, what is your execution plan? So he's like, yeah, do it. Like what, when? Yeah. How? And I was like, um, I actually, I don't know how to do this. And he was like, I was, was like, actually an idea, bro. I was like, these are authors and speakers and I'm not that I, I have a corporate job yeah. for a national nonprofit. Yeah. Like, who am I? Yeah. And I had, uh, was in the process of starting the podcast as well. And he's like, we'll figure out what the process is. And his joke about me was always, it takes you a while to decide, but once you decide, you you collapse time. Yeah. And so I went and researched how to do it and put online on Instagram. I was like, I'm just recently become obsessed with TED Talks since I've been a stay-at-home. This is like my first month yeah. stay-at-home, you know. Um, and I'm like, I've become obsessed with this process. Like, does anyone know how to do this? A couple of people are messaging me, but I saw it online. And a month later, my cousin messages me and says, hey, I remember you making this post. I just got an email from University of South Florida saying they're looking for TED Talk speakers. And I was like, oh my God, it's due in 24 hours. <laughs> and so- The talk or the pitch? The pitch. Okay. And so I literally gather my support system my partner at the time, my um, two best friends and my coworker. And I'm like, should I do this? And they're like, yes. We all stay the night, drop my baby off, stay the night in the in my um, cor corporate office at the time and write out the pitch. Oh I apply God. an hour before the pitch is due, um, a month. and Then they say, we'll let you know on this week and they don't let me know. Oh. And so I'm like, oh, well, I'm definitely out. A month later, I let it go. Two days before my birthday, or no, 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 a month. Uh, before my birthday, I get an email. We'd love to have you. We love this topic idea. And it was all about the ripple effect of mentoring because I, I, my life had been saved by a mentor. Oh, okay. And so I moved in with my mentor when I was 17 years old. And so, and then okay. I realized, like they helped me with the pitch. They were like, yo, you mentor hundreds of kids and you work for an organization that mentors kids and you were a mentor, you were mentored. Right. Yeah. So do a convert, like do a talk about the ripple effect of mentoring. How did I not know you had a TED talk? It's a TEDx. It's not still, but <laughs> do not downplay your success. The TED, X so or that not. Was, that Teddy. was the first, like, and it was three days before my birthday. So wait for this. April 12th, 2018. I, April 12th, 2019, I did the TED Talk. Then I started the podcast immediately. I started right before because my partner's like, get the get the podcast up because when you do the talk, you can, talk, you can yeah. reference the podcast. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm literally becoming an entrepreneur by accident. I'm like, shit, okay, <gasps> what's the podcast? <laughs> I'm like, do the podcast. I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing all these things. And I'm like, okay, I need a website. I need this. I need that. And yeah. I'm putting all this up. And I'm like, I don't even know where this is going. Am I going to become a speaker? This was Brene Brown's role. I don't know what's happening yeah. here. But maybe I And have, you have a newborn, and right? I, oh, and I have a newborn. <laughs> I'm starting a podcast. I'm preparing for a TED Talk. I was literally, I remember waking up at five There's in the no morning. There's no perfect time, honey. As I was learning a podcast, I literally 
was learning, uh, as I was learning podcasting, I was practicing my TED Talk, which you have to memorize, by the way. There's not a oh, a slide okay. or a thing. Some people I've heard have had yeah. them. We did not. You had to memorize it and it had to be longer than 10 minutes. Okay. So I'm doing cue cards and I'm learning how to podcast at the same time. And then I'm like, wait, why don't I record this and play it back to myself like a podcast mm, and then I'll memorize good. it. So every day when I was driving to take my son to daycare, I was listening that. to my TED Talk Okay. To, in preparation for yeah. it. So I do the TED Talk April 12th, 2018. Uh, start my random ass entrepreneurship journey. I end up putting in my notice and quitting my job April 12th, 2019. Wow. Uh, literally a year today after that. Wow. Yep. Uh, totally unplanned. Totally. I just knew I was ready. I knew I was sitting in a meeting getting congratulated for helping the team win a million dollar grant for the <laughs> organization I was working for. And literally they were like, so what is the plan for this? And I was daydreaming. Yeah, I'm like, I have a plan for me, not for the organization. I was, I was literally daydreaming. I was like, they were like, Jessica. And I was like, huh? And like, my boss pulled me outside. She was like, are you okay? And I literally could not talk. They call it quiet quitting now, I've heard. I saw that post. <laughs> it's quiet where, quitting. Where you're like energetically checked out, but you're still at the job. Yeah, so the you actually quiet quit before, before quiet quitting was, was coined as a thing. I was quiet quitting. Literally, yeah. she was like, I'm going outside for a smoke break. Get outside. And I, she was like, what is going on? And I could not. She's like, can you do this? And I was like. <laughs> She's like, you can't do this, can you? And I was like, nope. I'm done. Wow. And so I left and still did not leave with the idea. I never in on a vision board. I never in a public setting. I never said I'm going to start a podcast agency. That was never the, the plan. The plan was like, I'm just going to scale up my coaching. Right. And, and you want to talk about the scariest thing you've ever done. Quit your job and wake up on a Monday. Well, I did that and I didn't really know what to do. I was like, how much coffee can I have today? What's on reality TV? I don't think I really took my business seriously until I actually found out I was pregnant. Then I was like, oh, I actually have to work while working on my business. Because before it was kind of just like, Whatever I took happens, it a little happens. bit less seriously. Like I had a few clients. I worked when I needed to. Yeah. Like, but I definitely. Yeah, but you were like weird because you would like build out. I was Olivia's coach was, at the time. I am. But she would like build out these like programs. Like she oh, would, like yeah. we would have a week go by before we had a coaching call and she'd be like oh I built this entire curriculum and I I would be like well what are you doing with it and she'd be like I don't know yet and yeah. I'm like well you have to sell it right yeah so you it just was so natural for you to like build out these full-on curriculums God yeah. bless you. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I saw the thing. And they're like, what's in it? I have no idea. Yeah. That's, well, <laughs> that's, I was, and that's how we became, that's how we became business partners. She's like, I, I'm brother. selling I coach training. <laughs> we need the training though. When can yeah, you have it yeah. by? <laughs> it's obviously all built out now, but back yeah, we in the promise. day. Oh yeah. But I will say, I, I do think having a kid or, I mean, any, anyone with bills to pay gets it, but I do feel like I was really like, what is that saying? Like pedal to the floor. Pedal to the metal. To the, I don't want to say that. Why? I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? It was really like go time once I found out I was pregnant because it wasn't like just me that I had well, to like It's like make a wake a up extra, call. Yeah. It could be a kid or it could be something else. But like whatever it is in the, you know, whatever think, ends up becoming your wake up call, yeah. sometimes that's like the answer to your prayer. Well, and it kicked my commitment into high gear really right. is yes. what it did. And right. I think that- It made you take yourself seriously. Yeah. And like sometimes we can't take ourselves seriously. Like we take our kids seriously. Right. Or we take like what our coach says seriously or what our business partner says seriously. But like we have such a, 
a time taking ourselves seriously. Right. But it's also learning how to like be a business person too. I think it's like you said, you wake up Monday morning after you quit your job and you're like, um, do I post on social media? Like, what, what do, do I, I do? do? Yeah. And what if this doesn't work? So what right. did you do? Walk us through I that. Da- I literally danced in the living room and, oh, oh, oh and then this is a whole other thing, but then I turned 30 that weekend. So it was my birthday. I turned 30. And then my partner at the time proposed that weekend. So I get a cake that you weekend. You just that thought is life like, was like the best. Life was amazing. I got, they made me this cake on my birthday and it literally was like checked boxes on the cake. And it said, quit your job, got engaged, um, started your business, turned 30. And I was like, box checker. I made it. Like, So I remember dancing all around my living room on Monday. Like I literally have a ring on my finger. I have a business. I have all the things. And then I was like, I sat down on my desk and I was like, how do I make money? But that's like, (laughs) you've made it moment too, but you're still like, okay, now what? Every day is day one. Every Every day day is day one. That's exactly what it felt like. There's no like end goal almost, or there's no like, well, it's a moving target. Yeah, it's always what we were talking about before. It's like the income you're making now or the revenue you're generating now was a dream three years ago, right? And now it's like, this is good, but what's next? But that's why goals are so important and like buildable goals, right? Yeah. Because like when you want to like do a million dollars right out of the gate, like you got to hit like 50 grand and then 100. Right. Everyone forgets that like $1,000 a month is a big deal at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. 1000 and then 10000 Right. And then it's like right. 25000 is not enough. Like, <laughs> but you're never like, enough. I, I remember thinking like if I could just have a $10,000 a month, like it's yeah. over. Yeah. And like a lot, it's I over think that's for a lot of people. Get out of my st- way. Yeah. Like. And then it's also like, what are you doing with the money? Like, what do you actually want to grow it for? I think for us, we always have to go back to that. Like, why? Like, yes. building a company, that, like a legacy. And like, because the money at the end of the day is not really the thing that keeps us going. You know well, what I mean? It, it's, it a never will no. yeah. it's a resource. It's a resource, right? Like, yeah. just like you have energy, you have money, you have love for your business, you have time. Sometimes you have more or less of any yes. of those resources yeah. and you have to rework them. But... You know, I think, okay, so you've stopped us at you dancing in the living room <laughs> with a cake with check boxes. So I did exactly what, and this is a really important point because I did exactly what you just said to do. I sat down and I said, okay, so what are my goals? And then I was like, and not anyone else's goals, like drop the money, drop mm-hmm. the thing. Like I had been preaching on my podcast for six months. My TEDx had not even come out on YouTube yet. So I was like banking on this being, so I've done the talk uh, at the school, okay. but it's not, YouTube keeps saying it's going to be published. It's not even out yet. So I'm like, what am I doing with this? What's the goal? And I couldn't, I kept trying to write down things and I was like, that's not mine. That's not mine. Like I'm getting this off of like the internet. Right. Or what, what other do people are doing. Want? Yeah. And the only thing I could come up with, which was so funny. I remember my partner saying like, you know, that doesn't make you any money, right? Like I was like, I want a chart topping podcast because I know I have something here because I had so many DMs. I got shares all the time. And so he was like, but if that's the thing, like you better focus on getting some dope interviews and some dope people and like leverage that and then build a funnel around it. And that be your like top of your funnel and you sell something. And so I'm learning click funnels and I'm learning all these things, but I'm like obsessed with getting these great guests. I was DMing people all the time. And this is the staying on the course part that sometimes doesn't feel aligned. So you have something you're super passionate about. You feel insanely purposeful in, but you can't, it's not mathing. 
You're like, this you is can't not monetize it. You, you yeah. feel like you can't monetize it. But I was like, this is the only goal that's mine. I love this podcast. I'm obsessed with this. Like sitting down with people and talking about not talking about their act. It was called the stranded phase at the time. Yeah. So it was it was not about talking what about is it your, not called that anymore. Oh, yeah, I changed, I'm changing the name. Oh, okay. Rich in okay. Life. Rich in Real Life. Rich in Real Life. Rich in Real Life. Oh, and we'll get, okay. we'll, we'll get to we'll that. Get there. Okay. We'll get to that. But it was all about, I don't want to talk about your accolades. I want to talk about the time you cried in the car. Right. Because I've already had a failed blog before. I had tried a mommy blog when I first had Cameron. Okay. I, I was like, tell me about when you couldn't pay your staff. And so that was the only goal I had. And I said, okay. It's not making money and it doesn't sound monetizable right now, but I'm going to make it do what it do. Yeah. I took my last thousand dollars and went to a conference um, and went and said, I'm going to go find really good guests. And I ended up pitching this guest that was not there. And this is okay. my second by accident thing is I ended up pitching this guest that was not there on Instagram with 200,000 followers, but I actually like love her content, love everything yeah. about her. I send her an audio message, I send her a message, nothing. That's July. Okay. I'm podcasting, shooting my shot, posting on Instagram, being vulnerable, doing as much as I can, literally getting coaching clients, maybe making $1,500 a month okay. for the next six months. So bad that I hired two staff to help me. And at Christmas, my partner at the time gave me money and said my Christmas gift was money to pay my staff. He That's was like, sweet, here's $1,500, pay your staff and like take a load off for two weeks. Yeah, That was it. And um, on Christmas day, the girl that I pitched to ask her to be on my show, messaged me back and said, hey, Merry Christmas. I'm so sorry this went to my request box. I would love to be on your show. And I was like, oh my God, this is huge. Can't <laughs> wait. I set it all up. I uh, shoot with her on January in January virtually. Okay. And uh, I'm at uh, work one day because I haven't quit my job yet. So I'm at work, this is the beginning of 2019. And January 2019, and she messages me at work. And she's like, can I give you a call after the episode comes out? And I'm like, yeah. And she calls me and she's like, hey, really weird question what did you do to our episode? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, I'm getting like nonstop DMs from the episode. And it just came out yesterday, like like hundreds of people. And I said, well, you have 200,000 followers. Like that makes right, sense. Right, right. And she was like, no, 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 no. But I have a podcast and it doesn't do these type of numbers. I don't get this type of feedback from my podcast. And I was like, wait, you have a podcast? <laughs> You and she would know. No, I didn't even know. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I've been talking about it. People can't find it. Da, da, da. So I go search for it while I'm on the phone. There and I'm like, yeah, I can't find it. And she's like, what? I launched it four months ago. I don't understand what happened. So literally, I'm like at work on the phone with her and I'm on Google and I'm like searching all the reasons why your podcast wouldn't come up. Yeah. And I was like, where are you hosting it? And she tells me and I'm like, oh, well, I mean, Google says you that you did it wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, but and she's like, oh, my God, no one told me that. And I'm like, I can fix it. I was like, I know how to fix it. It's like right here. And she's like, well, I don't have time. Can you do it for me? And I'm like, sure. So like that night I go home online. I pull her like 16 episodes off, download them, put them on another platform launch. I have a VA at the time. I'm like, hey, those little nice audiograms that you create for me, can you just create one for her? Mm. A week later, I send her everything. And she's like, well, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, no, we did that. We fixed that. And I'm like, just share this link. Here's your new link. Two days later, she calls me and she's like, bitch. <laughs> She's like, look at this. <laughs> and she screenshots me and she's in the top 40. Wow. And she's like, what did you do? And I'm like, I just, I just, I just fixed it. Like, like that's the things. I and she goes, please, please invoice me. I've been trying to get someone to fix this for four months. I knew it wow. wasn't crazy. Yeah. I don't even have an LLC. I haven't quit my job yet. I've just done a TEDx and started a podcast. There's no marriage here. Was the TEDx out yet? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, it comes out in 2019. <laughs> okay. 
So there's no marriage here. I have no idea what yeah. I'm doing. I have some coaching coaching clients, but yeah. I still have my full time job. Yeah. So I sent her an invoice, and I, I remember sit. I remember my partner being in bed, my desk being at the thing, and I'm like, "What do I charge someone for this? I don't know what to Good charge call. someone." Um, okay. And like, I'm about. You want to talk about vulnerability? Here's fucking vulnerability. Excuse my language. I write $250 on the invoice, and in the message section, I put. I'm so sorry. I hope this isn't too much. My partner would kill me if I didn't charge for my time. <laughs> so good. Y'all, I'm dead ass serious. Because my, my partner at the time was a business owner and he right. would have ate me alive. And that was my only accountability. Otherwise, yeah. I would have done it for free. Yeah. Because it was just a favor. Because I was like, I felt so like you did me a favor by being on the uh, show yeah. with this massive audience. Yeah. And so I sent her the invoice and I wake up the next morning and I have this uh, mess email that says I got paid $1,250, $1,000 to thousand two hundred fifty dollars and i'm like she make a mistake (laughs) and i facetime her and it is just a it's a moment etched in time that i'll never forget i facetime her and she's like she like sits down in a chair and like answers the phone she's like hi i was like hey and she goes it makes this like smirk and she goes why are you calling me i said I, I just wanted to make sure and she goes what did i if i accidentally paid you too much and i was like I didn't know if you hit an extra zero or what. She's like, no, ma'am. She said, I paid you what you were worth. And she said, and I hope moving forward, you don't charge a penny less. She said, because you did something for me I'd been trying to figure out for the last four months. And she said, and then you had the audacity to not value yourself by leaving me that message. She said, girl, I felt so bad for you. I had to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Almost like a fairy godmother. Oh. So then she hangs up with me and she calls me right back. So like, I'm in awe. I hang up and she calls me right back. And I'm like, hello. She's like, and bitch, you better start this as a business. And I was like, start what? fixing people's podcasts. And she's like, no, people like me. She goes, I don't have the time. She goes, that little audio thing you created for me to market with, it's so pretty. She was like, I don't even know what you did, but do this for everyone. And I go, oh, no, no, no. People won't pay for this. And she said, I bet you send a DM to five people right now and you ask them if they want this as a service. Uh And she said, and I promise you somebody will respond. She said, I don't even care. Use my name. Mm. Do it. Text me five minutes later and was like, don't play with me. Do it. And I'm sitting in my in this room and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even have an LLC. Like, I'm going to message people and say I have an agency and I've done this as a favor to one person. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is Yeah, but dumb. all you need is one pro all bono. All you need is one. One pro bono. And she's not even pro bono because she, right. she lets you get paid. Right. right. But in the beginning, it was. Yeah. Right? Like, in the beginning, she it's actually like People are always afraid free. of, like, the first post or the first announcement or the first, like, hey, guys, well, doing I started this a business. Favor. Yeah. Right. Well, we like we're we're huge proponents of like doing pro bono work in the very beginning, like just one or two clients to build your confidence. Yeah. If they want to turn around and pay you, that's different. Right. But I think it's so important that we value our time. And also in the very, very beginning, if you want to do it as a favor once or twice to make sure that you feel good about it, to get that street cred, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But you can't do it for free forever. No. Right. right. That's been my best testimonial. And think about that. If you're a coach or a mentor listening, I really want you to think about that too, is what she did for me was so powerful is not only did did she take the, the um, leadership role of paying me to say, this is what your value should be, this or higher, right. this or yeah. better, but she also continued to coach me. Like she believed in it so much that she was like, I could not find a soul to do this. So I'm going to keep pushing you until you make this a thing. She be- she she became my greatest mentor and 
like my toughest, like my my best testimonial yeah. and best lesson yeah. throughout that process. Well, and like a little bit your biggest critic. Oh, a hundred percent. She was on your ass. <laughs> on my ass. It got to a point yeah. where I remember I went downstairs one time to my partner at the time and I was like, I like don't like this. This is making me very <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm scared. Of like I didn't sign up for this shit. Like this mm-hmm. is pressure is on, baby. I didn't quit the job and have a master's degree yeah. to feel this way about starting a business. And he was like, No, this is what you signed up for. This yeah. is what you want. And I was like, I don't even understand syndication. Like I'm not a podcast. And he was like, You better figure it out. Right. And I but said, you I enjoyed the process, right? Enjoyed like you enjoyed creating your process. your podcast and like the behind all the scenes. Perfect. Right. No. You know. But I think that like sometimes you don't want to do some of the hard parts of any business. No, but Jess had a really clear goal. Like that is what I see that stands out so strongly is like you had a very clear goal. You wanted a top charting podcast. Right. And so many people either don't have a goal or they have like 50 goals. Yeah. And it's like, wait, but like which is the one you're really committed to? Like which is the one that you're going to design all of this around? design all of this around and and get crystal clear on what's a dis- what's a distraction and what what can be put on pause because I, I 100% I still continued to do my podcast and then I said okay now I have a skill so how can I apply this to other people's podcasts right. and I had a field day with that but the the desire for the chart topping podcast never went away but it was two and a half years of me putting that to the side. I still had my show, but I didn't give it the energy I gave other people's. Mm. And it was two and a half years until I went through my darkest, I call it the dark night of the soul, my darkest mm-hmm. phase. And I shared my transformation through my my platform yeah. that it went viral. Yeah. It didn't go viral until I went through my toughest lesson and said, okay, I'm going to fire all my business coaches when my business was finally thriving and I'm going to hire healers and I'm going to share this journey because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what I'm going through and I can't be the only one. So I'm going to share this. And that's when my show went viral. The interesting thing is though, too, is that a podcast, you can disagree with me because you're the expert. Mm-hmm. Like you just launched a podcast. I think it's unrealistic for someone without a massive platform to expect to monetize a podcast in the first like month or so of launching it necessarily. Mm-hmm. So in one way, I think it's great that you are able to have the agency, obviously, because if the agency is profitable, then you can have a chart topping podcast and pursue your passion while also having a business that actually you know, takes care of you financially. I watched 10 other podcasters go viral, hit chart topping numbers and be in the top 10% of top 3% of their industry before mine did. The lessons I learned, I got paid to learn those lessons. Yeah. Right. I got paid yeah. to learn those lessons. Well, I feel like we have so many people that come to IGC who like want to be a speaker or they want to have a podcast or they mm-hmm. want to be a writer or like all these different things. And we really feel that coaching can be a way to, it's like a vehicle. It can be a way to make these other things happen that aren't profitable at first often, right? Like I remember being a kid and my granddad being like, and he was a businessman, a very successful one being like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be a writer. And he's like, well, you won't make any money writing books, right? And so I took that to heart and I was like, okay, I come from like a, a family business very business oriented, very much like these are dinner table conversations. Like what else can I do that will allow me to continue to grow as a writer, but like will make me money because you don't make money from books. Right. And that's also early on going back and you're writing your book and you could experience. And that's what, and and it has brought us clients and it's helped us gain even more awareness. But what I was going to say about you and just tying it together is like, 
You're like, I put it on the side. I don't know if I would say it like that. I almost feel like you were just looking at things like very smartly as a businesswoman and saying like, okay, this is a marathon, not a sprint. I'm okay Mm -hmm. with it. And like, I, in order to get this top charting podcast, right? Or for me, in order to be an author, a well-known author, I actually need to be able to provide for myself in the meantime, doing work I love, which does not mean being at a desk job, Mm -mm. but it does mean working in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so people often give up because they can't they can't sprint to that initial goal. Mm -hmm. But you're trying to sprint somewhere that you literally can't sprint to. Literally cannot. There was not a direct line. Right. Right. But that's a whole influencer culture too, I feel like. Like when we were at that girl boss retreat with all these influencers and like we're asking them, you know, how do they make money? And most of them like weren't making money. They didn't know. I think it's gotten better and there's more tools out there for influencers to understand the market. But You know, coaching I've also found is really great uh, service for people to actually sell when they really love content creation or making YouTube How videos. Are Liv or, and I though, like, hi, nice to meet you. How do you make money? Like, well, <laughs> I just always what? Okay, it was 2019 though. I feel like influencer You're culture influencer. was just picking do up. I'm like, can money? you tell me? Like, are you broke? Literally, do you just <laughs> free clothes. Not that I'm hating on that. I would like that yeah, too. I would but like, like to get we free were asking <laughs> a lot of questions, and most of them were like, they don't, or they had, you know, wealthy parents kind of paying for their lives, and they could just make their sexy videos or whatever it was, and not everyone, but I'm just saying the small handful of people we were talking to. And we have people now that are like big on social media that are like, yeah, I have a huge following, but like I don't make any money from it. Right. Monetizing your right. business is so important. But that's the equivalent of there always being, what, what do we know as entrepreneurs? It knows not an answer. There's just, it just means there's another way. Right. Like, right. We're not taking no, there's just another way. And it's the same thing with podcasting. Every person comes to me and they're like, okay, how do I do sponsorships? And I'm like, that is the last thing on your list because right. the industry standard, just like for an influencer is so little. Like most of the influencers, they work for like an affiliate marketing link yeah. or like 20 sure, percent yeah. or just for something f- to be free yeah they're not monetizing this but there are other ways to monetize your brand just like with podcasting you can do independent pitching to brands that align with your your specific right. brand you can sell full service whether it's coaching course digital courses an event like i sold we sold innovative income entirely off of my podcast yeah mm. which started with 12 women and then 18 and then 40 and then 100 and the last one had 200 yeah so be willing to do that six times, three years in a row. Right, that's the other six thing. You've got to keep going. Four of them not being profitable. The last two it took to be profitable. Yeah. People are so quick to quit. I don't get that. No. Yeah. So Jess, you've had incredible growth over the past few years, but you've also had <laughs> some personal challenges, right? Which I know you're not shy about mm-hmm. talking about. And even <laughs> if you were, I would still ask. But <laughs> um you know, and you, you've been referencing like your former partner a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I know that he was a big influence for Absolutely. you. But there was a point where that relationship didn't go the way you were planning, right? Correct. Yep, 100%. Um, so we were, uh, so I referenced it a lot because it was such a long period of my life. So it was seven years of my life and it was the father of my son and we were engaged. And um, just decided at the top of 2021, it was not a good idea for us to get married for a whole gamut of reasons mm-hmm. and um, decided to split. And immediately I fired, uh, I had two 
high performance business coaches at the time because the money was coming in and I was like, please help me navigate how not to lose this. Like my internal fear of like, you don't know what you're doing was real. Mm. And so I had two high performance business coaches because I was literally like, don't let me fuck this up. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I will self-sabotage, queen of it over here. So please help me. And so I had these coaches and literally when I uh, made the, we made the decision to separate. And I was like, I know my life's about to be turned upside down. And then I immediately started to feel the feelings. Now it is okay for us to feel the feelings. Our feelings have a life cycle. It's, it's the part of processing feelings that we too often ignore. So I knew they had a life cycle, but the feelings and emotions I experienced that were, um, had me on my knees too much, too Mm -hmm. often. I was like, this is not okay. Yeah. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. And so I was like, okay, there's some codependency issues here. There's some poor patterns here. There's some, I just saw a lot. It was such a mirror. Like they say, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is literally yeah. disguised a math or it's a journey disguised as a self-development journey. Like, so is some of your toughest relationships. Okay. And that, that partner was the biggest lesson to date. And I know it karmically and, and personally and life and all the things, but like the way that I could not detach from that situation, I was like, I don't care where my business goes. I built it now. I don't care if it falls flat on its face. I don't care if I have to do it again because I've proven to myself that I can do it. Right. I was like, I fired both of the coaches and I specifically remember this. I remember this one of the men saying to me, your partner helped you build this business. I've helped you maintain it. You get rid of both the men in your life. You're (gasps) going to struggle. Well, I guess they were wrong. I'm an Aries. So I was like. That's so gross. I was like, okay, watch me. Watch me. Right, but like in a way that was like that motivated you. Yeah. It motivated the hell out yeah. of me. I was like, I don't care if this tears me apart. Give me my two little months of some sad shit and I'm gonna work four hours a day and then cry the rest of the day. And then when I get out of this, you gonna wish you never said that. Yeah. And boy, does he wish. Because <laughs> um I I hired, I spent so much money in 2021 on healing. Healing. And I I I tried everything from uh, the simple methods to, you know, meditation, journaling, prayer, um, you know, finding and grounding myself in the church, Mm -hmm. um, to becoming friends with my friends again. And I I just want to say this. So no one takes it lightly in this moment. I found levels of intimacy that I could experience with my friends that I did not know existed. Mm. So the craving that we get when we leave a relationship and we're like, Another man, more sex partners, this, that, go live in free for all, go do all the things. I realized I was just craving a level of intimacy that I could have the void filled with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And so the late night girl nights, the the deep connections, the space, the safe space to cry. And I, I've heard you guys talk before about like there being a thin line between like broken and boss. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that saved me was I remember get having calls, work calls, and like literally on my knees, couldn't eat, boohoo crying. And like, I got to take this call because I need the money and getting on a call. And because I had been so open about it, done an episode, him and I actually did an episode together as to why we were separating mm. because we had been very like uh, open on the internet yeah. as a couple. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well now we got to break this down and we have to be honest about it because people are asking. Wow. Like People were really asking. And so we did a public episode, very honest one about why mm-hmm. we were separating. And um, I remember uh, coming to these calls and this, these two girls I was working with that were running a show saying, I like jumped right in. Like I literally put my mask on. I like jumped mm-hmm. right in. And I was like, hey ladies, let's jump right in. Yeah. Da, da. And literally the girl was like, hey, stop for a second. And I was like, okay. She's like, are you okay? Oh my God, that's the worst question. When you're like literally about to cry. 
I was like, no. <laughs> and just bawled. And they just both set aside an hour and they were like, we're watching you and we know you're hurting and like you can be broken and you can be a boss too. Like we need you to know yeah. we don't think any less of you in this yeah. moment. We know how hard this is and how heavy this is. And like, we just want you to have a moment and know that like, this doesn't change the way that we respect you or want to work with you. Yeah. You're carrying a really heavy load right now. I think that's so important. And like, I feel that, you know, you still showed up. Yes. Like, and that's, that's up. key. Yeah. And like you showed up in your boss and they were like, what's going on like they wanted to connect right like yes versus you canceling not that it's bad to cancel if you need right. to cancel mm -hmm. or you throwing in the towel on your business and being like fuck this i can't do this i'm just gonna give up you didn't do those things no. like you showed up in what you were in but as like the the boss that you are and i think that that's why people respect you mm. because you can show up in all of it and like you weren't like sloppy. Like you weren't like late to your call, like snotting all over yourself. I mean, I wasn't there, but like from this like debrief that I'm getting, it doesn't seem that way. But when the opportunity was, when you were invited to be open and to be mm, vulnerable yeah. in like an, an appropriate way, like they asked, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Then you shared. And I think that that probably gains like that, that grew Built. the bond yeah. and the respect in the relationship as well. It did. And it gave me the safe space. And I want women to remember this. We are so judgmental of each other and we have so much power to be each other's damage control. Yeah. We, we end up, we sit in relationships all the time and expect men to be everything to us. And if we could just give other women the space to vent and be open and like just that safe space alone was like, this is the damage control I need. I don't need yeah. to vent to my former partner. I don't need to tell this to another man. It was just women giving me that safe space to be like broken and building at the same time. Right. And it was so beautiful to hear what you said early on, which was I the only thing I had left. I had two things left. Cause it wasn't myself. I was lost. Mm -hmm. I was gone. You could have sent me out the window. I like the, 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 the soul spirit was there. Yeah. The body was gone. Yeah. But I had my son who was two and a half at the time who was or three. He had just turned three. So he was relying on me and he was lost. He had no idea mm -hmm. what was going on. And I had my business. Mm -hmm. And so it was turning to my business. And it was like, there were times where I felt like it was like I was holding it and it was just sand pouring through my hands. And I was like, please right. just, just mm. if you could just stay together, like just please yeah. hold me. And there were times where I was like, you know what? If it just falls apart, fuck it. Like yeah. I'll just rebuild it again. It's what, but it felt like it was quicksand and it was just going to my hands. you're trying hands. to protect it too. That's the thing. Like you have your hands there. You're trying to protect oh it. Oh my God, this is all to, yeah. I got left. Like God, all I got left. Yeah. And the, the sand is pouring through my hands. And I think that's what makes it so much sweeter now is because like you could never take that shit away from me. Right. Now. Right. You could not. Like, I wish you would. Like when you get through those valleys in business or those demons in business or whatever you want to call it, like tough shit doesn't seem tough anymore. Right. It's like we've already handled this. We can handle it again. You know what I see, though, like when you've got like the sand pouring through your hands, I feel like it's going into the onto the ground and it's like building a foundation around you. And like mm. we can't hold everything like we can't. Control I couldn't hold anything. Everything yeah. like we need. But like whatever it was pouring from, like you were sourcing that. Right. Mm. Like what ha what's bad is when the flow stops. Yeah. Right. Like you, if you, we talk about like money and resources and like, is there enough? And like, 
for we we live very privileged, but like to be able to get water, you just turn on the sink. Yes. Like in order for it to flow through, you just had to keep showing up, keep showing up. And it didn't matter that you couldn't control it all in the moment, right? We can never control it all. Mm-mm. That's why we say every day is still day one. Mm-hmm. But it was building that, fa- fa- that sand was going somewhere. Yes. Like it was building that foundation around you. And, and then one day you look up and you're like, where's all the sand? And you're like, oh my God, it's all. It's a sandcastle. Right. I'm living in. Like, <laughs> you're living in a sandcastle. Yeah. And know that God's going to bring you everything that you need, just not in the time that you expect it. I know. Like it. I, I turn around, I leave that partnership, I, I do my 10 months, and then I decide I'm going to live life the way that I want to. I'm going to move into this condo. I'm going to I'm gonna create a completely different life for myself, which requires a calling on me to bring a new version of myself to life, yeah, right? Sure. To survive this. And as soon as I move in, I literally have this breakdown of like, did you just create something that you can't pay for? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I'm sitting on this balcony. I have moved nothing in yet. Same mentor calls me. And she's like, you better get off your sad ass. Like, <laughs> like, we all get her number. Right. Like, she's like, get off your sad ass. Do a webinar. And this is where I'm at. This is accident number three, where like, it's always by accident. So I have clients at the time, but it's just, it ain't mathing. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I'm making decent money, but I'm like, you just, you just did the worst. You did entrepreneur mistake number one. You spent more money than you had. Like oh, yeah. you said, yes. You are now in the red. Welcome. Yeah. You did the book, whatever Welcome the book is like, fuck year. it, buy the car. That's yeah. what I did. I yeah. was like, fuck it, get the condo. And I'm in there and I'm like, dummy. Oops. Oops. What did you do? <laughs> like it based on the numbers this month, it ain't whatever. It ain't adding up. And so she's like, do a webinar. And she's like, in 48 hours, like quit messing around. I do the webinar. Four people show up. Nobody buys. Oh, I'm swallowing spit at this point. Yeah, I'm we've like, we've been there. We've been there. It's over. Like, drown the business. <laughs> get get evicted. I like, let. <laughs> I'm literally living under a bridge. Next week, <laughs> who's gonna take my son? What is happening? Yeah, how right am I gonna now? get food? We've all been there. Yeah. Well, especially with kids. But. And I'm hitting the fine line of getting very close to this rent being due because I've already paid the deposit. And I'm on a call with one of my clients, and here births this idea. She's like, um, I'm look, we're, we're doing her data and I'm going over her numbers. I'm like, your numbers are sick. Why are you skipping weeks? I'm like, you have money, people sitting there, 30, 40,000 downloads a month. This is money, yeah. but you're skipping weeks. And she's like, you just don't understand my schedule, my this, my that. Da, da, da. And I was like, we've already put reminders on your calendar. We've already done all the things. My staff emails you like, yeah. I can't pay another person to contact you to get you to do an episode every week, but you're losing steam yeah. and you're losing money. And she's like, I wish someone could just come here and like make me all do it at once. Ding, ding, ding. And I was like, what do you think that looks like? And she was like, I don't freaking know, but I, I cannot podcast every week. Let me tell you that I'm the world's worst planner. Did you know that? I am the words, world's worst planner. I am jump out of the plane and figure it out on the way down, which is really yeah. what makes me like an, a decent entrepreneur. Yeah. But in order to pull something like this off, I have to be a decent planner. And so I'm like, what does this look like? And she's like, I don't know. Somebody could just plan like 10 to 20 episodes and maybe I shoot every month or something. And I'm mulling over this idea for days. Nowhere in my mind am I like, this is this is the money maker. I'm just like, what if I solve this problem for entrepreneurs? Wait, you also were driven by like wanting to help the people that were in front of you. Because all I'm thinking is about her money loss. I'm not thinking about my broke ass. I'm thinking about her money loss. But I'm God like, was thinking about your broke ass. <laughs> <laughs> your cute broke ass. 
like, you're leaving money on the table. How dare you? If I had that type of audience, I'd be banking. Because remember, I'm still stuck on a chart-topping t- podcast. Mm. So I'm like, here's my client with a chart-topping podcast. Like, oh, I'll skip a week here. Oh, I'll skip a week there. And I'm like, you psychopath. <laughs> Don't skip a week. Like, you're, you're this like, close. If I had what you had. If oh, I had what you had. And so then I'm like, well, then let me fix the problem. I'm literally mulling over this for weeks. So I had just met a videographer. And I'm like, what does this look like? I don't know shit about yeah. a camera. I don't know. And this is the figure it out part in business. God's not going to give you a vision that is not already yours. It is not already a preview. It's just a matter of you taking the step after the step after the step. Right. So I start having these conversations with videographers. I start like, like, what does this look like? Dipping your toes. Dipping in. my yeah. toes in. And well, I being resourceful, I feel like too. And being like, I'll th- taking right. that, like, like I'll figure it out. No, but someone, someone knows. knows. Someone yeah. knows how to do it. Oh my God. My jaw dropped when the first person I had this conversation with, I was like, so what does like two days of film look like? And they were like, oh, like $1,800. And I was like, I can barely get these people to pay me $400 a month, produce their podcast. Like that, that's not going to work. And like just going back to the drawing board over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And it, this is so funny. And I'm only going to use numbers to math the situation out with you guys to understand like where you start is not where you finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the first person I got to test it with, I was just like, it was that girl. And I said, Hey, here's the idea. I mold over what you said. What if we do it this way? And I said, what if, uh, she said, okay, how much? And I was like, literally threw a number out there. I was like, which is what we do. And I said, um, $8,000 for a season. I'll record 24 episodes with you. I'll, we'll plan the entire thing. I'll have a script writer, write it out. Girl, I was making this shit up as I went. And I was like, I mean, I thought about it, but I was like, I had no idea how much these things were going to cost. Yeah. That was a little over a year ago. We are now charging 20 to 25,000 per season. For 24, 20 to 24 That's episodes. amazing. With the best videographers, with the best collaborative partners, with the, some of the greatest. Um, and God gives you what you are supposed to have. <laughs> because then fast forward, my full circle moment happened at the end of last year when I was starting to get clients. I was introducing this experience. I'm like talking about it, but I don't really know how to sell it because I don't know what it yeah. entails. I'm like, I can deliver it, but I don't really know how to sell it yet. And um, I, all I know is I'm solving a problem for entrepreneurs. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to worry about this. You're going to record it in two days and then it's going to be on autopilot for six months. Mm-hmm. And I get a DM uh, and a phone call literally within a two minute window. And someone's like, you're the person that you obsess over, that you love, that is like your biggest, your favorite entrepreneur crush just posted on her Instagram that she wants to start a podcast and she's looking for people. Mm. And I'm like, everything in my spirit was like, it's you drop everything. Oh my God. It do you will not end this day without making sure. I don't know how I'm gonna get in touch with this woman. Mm-hmm. Like, was in Forbes, coined the millionaire maker, 26 million last year. Like, I was like, it's me. I don't care what I have to do. I had a little bit of like imposter syndrome. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, how am I gonna prove this? How's this gonna happen? Girl, I started pulling out all the stops. <laughs> like that, and that's when you have to believe yeah. without a shadow of a doubt that like it's you. I started pulling out all the stops. I like called all my clients. One of my clients was like, Oh yeah, I know her. And I was like, can you please message her and tell her it's me? I will. I don't. I don't care if I lose money on this project. I just want to be able to say in my lifetime that I started this business, who was the first course I ever watched digitally when I quit my job. Aww. That I'm four years later. I'm shooting her podcast. Full circle. And a day later, I got a message, and she was like, "I can't stop hearing about you. Let's talk." 
You're like, I planted that. I was okay. like, oh, <laughs> I planted that. <laughs> well, I have to say one thing, though, because I, we're talking about your story and like how I think we prefaced the episode with saying like, when have you arrived kind of, right? Like, yes. how do you know? And even just in the last three years, you're like, this was the full circle moment. Yes. And this was the full circle. Mo- and this is when everything came together. And it's like, there's no one end. There's like, not an end. There were so many full circle moments. There were so many like achievements and so many arrivals. And it's like, you've only just begun. So I think we have to let go of like, there's one end goal and realize that like, you know, the first uh, $900 or the first 1250 or whatever it was, or the first person, like that that's just as important. And it's a huge milestone worth celebrating. And every single time you were like, I'm still gonna be in this person's DM until they answer me about being on my podcast. And I'm gonna be, you know, and it's like you have to keep chasing to a degree. Well, you, I think, yeah, you were just so driven by desire. Like yeah. when you wanted something, you trusted your own desire. You trusted your own gut. I feel like so many of us, like we want something and then we shoo it away. Right. We ignore it or we're like, oh, it's not, I'm not worthy of this thing or like, like, I don't know what it. it takes or I don't have the right resources, but you just like, everything's like just about getting creative and like, it's so How? corny, but like, if there's a will, there's a way kind of thing. Yeah. Run from it if you want to. Yeah. Like, in my mind now, I'm so certain I'm not certain of where I'm going because I go back to the thing that I said at the very beginning is I always feel like God's vision is bigger than what I can conceptualize. So now I just always think it's a joke. You're like going because you're up. guided. I'm going because I'm guided. Yeah. So now I think it's a joke. Like when something comes up, I'm like, okay, is that where you want me to go? Like, <laughs> people are like, what's next? I'm like, I don't know. We'll see wherever, yeah. where, wherever he guides me. Like, yeah. you know, I have ideas and I have desires, but like, he's bigger than, it's bigger than me. Yeah. I'm sure I'm certain of it. Cause that's been the pattern. Like right. it's bigger than me, but run from it if you want to. Now everything for me is a sign. Right. But I do have to say this to kind of land the plane, which is like, you're so active in your own dreams and visions. There's mm. so many people who I feel like figuratively or literally like sit on the meditation pillow, like waiting for a sign, waiting for it to happen to them. Like you do so much. Like you're so active and then you're like, okay, God, guide me or like redirect me or like close a door or open a door or whatever. But you're not like sitting there praying, hoping and wishing and not also moving. Things will only be brought to you through experience. Right. And action. And so I'm more than willing to fail fast than I am willing to not know. Right. And so I'm like, jump out, do the thing. Like the my second vlog, so we call it the broadcast experience. I did the first one okay, we get into the production phase of editing, a mess. I do my second one. I get someone to pay me 10 grand. Literally the videographer breaks the SIM card. We lose 15 of the 20 episodes. Oh my God. I go back to tell her and literally her face on Zoom. She's like, so are you going to pay for coming back to do this? I have to take out a loan to go back and re-record with her. Wow. And I'm like, you like in my mind, I'm like, big fat L, you just did the thing you're not supposed to do but I have to maintain my name. Is my is maintaining my name and reputation more important than doing this? Because you do not have another, this was a, this was six grand for me to go up there, film right. again and travel. Well, sometimes you take losses in business. You can't just always be taking a loss, right? Like yeah. sometimes you're overly, overly vulnerable. Sometimes you overshare. You're sometimes, over leveraged. Right, but you just can't always be doing that. You have right. to eventually like balance back up. Yes, yes. And I'm so glad I just stayed committed to that because I was like, no, there's no way. And then- End of 2021, I said, somebody was like, what is your goal? And I I stopped saying these goals because I was like, it's bigger. I just said, all I want is when a big brand or a big influencer 
um, decides that they want to add podcasting as a channel to their repertoire or their their ways of reaching the world in a room, I want that to be followed by my name. Yeah. I want mm-hmm. someone to say, oh, you got to call Jessica. Yeah. And this year, that is 100% what's happened. I literally get nonstop phone calls where people are like, I don't, I don't know who you are, but like, I can't stop hearing your name. I said podcast. And they were like, this is who you call. Yeah. And they're like, so it's my business today is still 100% referral based and it's maintaining my reputation. It's maintaining the relationships and it's being as obsessed with the idea of a chart topping podcast was around the idea of how I was about my own with everyone else's. Sure. And deep diving right, into the story and the fascination and yeah. wanting that for each and every one of my clients. Because I'm not the only one. I wanted a chart-topping story at the time because I felt like I had a voice and a message and, yeah. a, and a story. But I'm not the only one to tell a story. Right. There are incredible ways, incredible methods, incredible stories and, and circumstance that I can't be everything to everyone. No, but you're still now like the platform where people are able to tell their stories. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really powerful, too, and probably fulfilling, right? Like you don't just have one chart topping podcast. Now you have many. Yeah, there's literally. So you kind of like blew your own goal out of the water, too. Oh, baby. Ah, Thank you. I didn't even think about it like that. That's like God wasn't like put your goal on hold. He was like, no, we're going to bring all these people to the top. Y'all just made my day. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Yes. Jess, thank Good. you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having thank me. You. Thanks for letting me share my story. And I think your story is going to continue to inspire everyone that hears it. I know I've heard it a couple of times and I'm like, tell it again. So <laughs> we love it. And thank you for being so honest Absolutely. and open. And- Absolutely. Yeah. And just showing us and everyone listening, like that there's so much that happens behind the scenes. Yes. And it's so important to remember that, like, when you're in the after, that there's a before. And also this after is Isn't, another before. Right. Oh, there's weird. a next level and a new boss. And just to, for the audience, we we kind of um, told a little bit of the new podcast. So the former podcast was The Stranded Phase. Yep. And now it's rebranded or relaunched. Yep. Four years of The Stranded Phase. And I was sitting in a Miami hotel in March of this year bawling my eyes out because I didn't feel aligned anymore. And I was like, is it time to let go of my show? Like, I think it's time to let go because I couldn't come up with topics. And I used to be able to come up with topics mm-hmm. endlessly. That's what I do for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I have in my mind uh, thousands of ideas for concepts. Yeah. And I was like, I could not write anything down on paper. And I was like, this dream might have died. And I sat on the balcony, journaled it out. And then I, I was like sitting there and I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I, it's not a line because it's not who I am anymore. The strand of phase was all about helping people embrace their stuck as their toughest mm-hmm. lesson. I'm now married to that identity and it's not who I am anymore. I'm not stuck anymore. I'm not stuck in my relationship anymore. I'm not stuck in my finances. I'm not stuck in creating a business. I am on the other side. Now, are you mm-hmm. always recreating the identity and self? Yes. But I was like, what is the theme of my life now? And I had started 33 saying I wanted to be rich in real life. Mm -hmm. That after healing, I wanted to be rich in community, rich in connection, rich in network, rich in soul, rich in spirit, rich in love, rich in abundance. I wanted to be rich. And then I knew the uh, combination of all that would create um, real wealth and abundance. And so I was just like, I want to be rich in real life. And I want all these things, all of these things that I've learned in peace and happiness and and soul to be a contribution to my wealth. Mm -hmm. My Love wealth, it. health, all the things. So rich in real life. So it's it's dropping again uh, September 2022. 
with all the new episodes, new content, uh, new me, and uh, helping people really embrace becoming rich in real life. I love that. Keep evolving. (laughs) Keep evolving and get rich in real life. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs)